Go ahead, Nick. Open Welcome back to Tough Men of Faith. How you doing, RT? I'm doing good. Good. You just had a birthday, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling older? Well, I just, I just telling like I forget, yeah. I forget it's my birthday. You're looking older. You think? Yeah. You know why? Because I pastor people like you and Blake. Yeah, I was gonna say you have yeah. a friend like me. <laughs> <laughs> I have three daughters. Yeah, that could be it too. We went through COVID. Lovely wife, but three daughters. Yeah. 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 Perfect wife. Yeah. Course. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, thanks for the birthday wish. <laughs> Let's thank our sponsor, Workforce Chaplains. Yeah. Appreciate. They've been sponsoring us all season. Yeah, that's Appreciate awesome. Appreciate them. Yeah. Seriously, I know we talk about it each week, but if, if, if your company, like, you yeah. should consider checking out Workforce Chaplains. Yep. Um, it's just a great way that you can support your yep. employees. If they, you're investing in your employees' you know, physical health. and uh, Yeah, it's a way to know, invest in spiritual health. And exactly. They just take a, a holistic approach, and they, right. they're just phenomenal. Their yep. chaplains are phenomenal. So this yep. is a great, great opportunity. Uh, yeah, so for check sure. them out. We're back for another guest yeah. today. Did you want to introduce him? Darnell. Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know your last name, so um, I'm not going to say it. What's that? Darnell Benson. Benson? Benson. Benson. Like the TV show, Benson. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if that means anything. And the thing that's uh, ironic about it, most people don't call me Darnell. Of course, growing up with RT, he mm -hmm. knows me by Darnell or Scrubby. Yep. Um, I'm never calling you that. <laughs> 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 but most people that I've met since then just call me Benson. Okay. That's what they say, Benson. Yeah. Uh, even on Sundays, even though I'm Pastor Benson, um, as associate pastor, it's usually the lead pastor who calls me Pastor Benson. Everyone else just says Benson. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. Yeah. Yes. yes. I don't know if you knew. I, I thought you were... I mean, growing up, I thought you were a lot older than me because we went to school together. But you're probably <laughs> not that much older than me. So, I graduated in 99. And you just had a 43rd birthday. Yep. Um, I am 48. Okay. Yeah. So not much at all. Like, not I much. thought you were way older, right? Uh, because when you're a, you're a kid. Yeah. Like, five well, yeah, years. Five like, years. That's, that's a long time that's, when you're it, sixth grade, right? It like, shrinks once you become an adult. It does. And then you realize five years difference isn't very much. Good thing, because I married a girl that's six or seven years younger than me. You're safe, buddy. Yeah, yeah. that would that would have looked creepy though <laughs> back then. You're safe. <laughs> yeah. You're safe. Yeah. Well, one reason I want to have you on, like several, but one was like when I was a kid, you were always super nice to me. I mean, I think you were nice to everyone. Or at least that's what I, I picked up be. on. I right? Tried. Like in, yes. especially like in high school when you got someone that's five or six years younger than you, not everyone's nice to you. Uh, but you were, and then I followed you on social media for several years now, and man, you're it's just interesting. You're, you're really open and honest, but inspiring. And you don't put on a front that you have it all together, but you're also like, God's moving in my life. There's like, and you just, it seems like, and, and I may be way off of this, but it seems like you just put it all on display out there. Like, this is who I am. I appreciate you. Is and that accurate? That is extremely accurate. Okay. <laughs> um, I just had this conversation with a student after school today. Mm -hmm. um, he had come to me one of the younger elementary students, which at first of all, it just kind of blew me away because we're talking about a third grader who knocked on my office door and he said, Mr. Benson, can I come in and talk to you? I'm like the third grader, just yeah. that type of introduction <laughs> about what they want to do. And um, he was just talking about some of the challenges he's having with friends mm -hmm. and having some and um, struggles that he was having, even with being um, a student of the week, which he wants so badly. And so he told me that some of the students make fun of him because he um, does this with his eyes. 
<laughs> and I said, dude, I just did that to someone who came to my house last night. <laughs> it's like, dude, that's cool. Yeah. Like, they just don't realize how cool that is. Um, I said, I do that all of the time. And so I do try to help people understand that if um, we're going to truly live life, we've got to live it the way that we are all the time. Yeah. Hopefully that's with Christ behind you. Um, but, you know, just like he chose with the disciples, he chose them for those personalities because we all have people that we can reach. Um, there's people that you can reach that I can't reach, that you can reach that I can't reach, that I can reach that you guys can't reach. <laughs> yeah, right. um, and it's all about my personality. It's about yours, about yours. Um, and I just want people to always feel comfortable when they're around me. So mm -hmm. I'm like, well, the best way to do that is for me to just be me. Yeah. Um, either they're going to like it or they're going to hate it. Yeah. But there's so much energy put into life that I notice these days with people with faking. Mm. Right. Um, faking their background, faking what they do now, faking being happy. Um, and that's just way too much energy. Yep. Um, I find that when I have learned to love myself and how God created me, and how he continues to grow me and change me, I'm an awesome person. <laughs> and I've come to really like me yeah. um, after having some years of struggle where I did not like me at all. And it's because I was looking through the eyes of those fake people. Yeah. Um, and then they're the ones who right now are having the issues in their own life. I'm like, well, I got to pray for you, homie. Yeah. Uh, you thought that things were bad with me. No, brother, I'm good. I'm yeah. blessed. <laughs> I can smile. Yeah. I have this joy. And um, we all have things that we go through. But the difference is when you are assured of your salvation through Jesus Christ, um, you know he's there with you. Yeah. And you know that... Um, I'm not holy or you're not holy because of what we do is because of the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And it makes it so much easier to just live and be who you are. Yeah. Yeah. He made it. He made us in his image. He made us in his likeness. Yep. The way he wanted us. The way he wanted us to be. Yeah. And so um, as long as I'm not out there I'm purposely trying to offend people, um, mom does say that uh, I can be too blunt sometimes. <laughs> I don't try to be like yeah. that. <laughs> as long as we're trying to do it in a way in which we're bringing people in instead of pushing them away. Yeah, as long as it's constructive and constructive not destructive. Constructive and not destructive. I like that. Yep. Constructive, yeah. not destructive, to uplift, to encourage, to inspire right. as you're using those words. Yeah, you don't have to be me. You don't have to act like me or even think like exactly. me. But let me let me help bring you up. Oh, and that's big. Don't have to think like me. Right. Yeah, we can have difference of opinions. We can have a difference of opinions. But, uh, Everyone has. Those. Well, yeah, we can still be good friends, or yeah. you know, we can still be close because, yes. you know, because we're uplifting each other. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I need y'all to know something. I What's already told that? RT I talk a lot. Good. <laughs> That's good. So because RT doesn't talk very much, so you will have to stop me from talking. Yeah. Because no. This is what I do. <laughs> Man, this has got off to a great start. Yeah. What I what I was getting from that really like you talk about the fakeness, this being who yes. you are. One of the things that we're trying to do, like a like in our men's movement, it's like there's a lot of men's movement that you have to fit a certain mold. Right. Right. So, you know, if for men's ministry to be successful in church, we're out killing deers with our bare hands with a, a Rambo knife <laughs> and drinking the blood. And, you know, yeah. that's that's what makes us eating men, the heart of the eating deer. Eating the heart. That's it. Right. But squirrel it's like, hunting and making squirrel tacos. Yes, it's all this yes. like, it, well, it's just like stuff they put on social media. It's a lot of fakeness. It's like trying to fit a mold or it could be yeah. something on the other side. Right. It's like, 
man, God wired us all differently. Right. And we have a purpose for who we are. Amen. So, yeah. Amen. Yeah, that's good. So let's get into your life just a little bit. Sure. So you're a principal of a school, is that? Principal of a school. Uh, this is my third year principaling there at Trinity Christian School. Man, How's so you that? took over during COVID? Uh, I took over, yeah. <laughs> that was a... Man, what a time. <laughs> a, a great time to end up doing that. And, <laughs> whew, man, talk about... I, I had told my boss, the executive director... Like, dude, this is no way to start off a principal shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was, it was uh, a rough start for me, and it was more rough because I was trying to build some confidence in a position that was so different than pre-COVID. Yeah. So what were you doing before that? Um, I was there teaching, okay. um, and I was one of the administrators um, dealing with curriculum and instruction, um, mentoring of the teachers, and I actually loved that position. Yeah, yeah. And I had said many a times, like, right now I am doing my dream job, nice. mentoring teachers, and then still have an opportunity to teach and be with students. Yeah. Um, so when the opportunity came to be principal, um, that was something that I knew, and this is going to sound weird, but I knew at age five. That I want to be an educator and I eventually want to be a principal. Do it at age five. But the principalship didn't happen for me until my mid 40s, hmm. which is actually a late start for most people to become a principal okay. now. Um, but God's timing is just a totally different thing. <laughs> and you just have to go with it. And there are so many times where I was frustrated, thinking, oh, gosh, this person now, they've gone before me. This person's gone before me. Man, I. I applied here, but they didn't want me for that. And Lord, what is it? And he said, I just want you to be still and be you. Yeah. And so that's what I went on and did at first begrudgingly. Um, but then he helped me to see that I was still making a difference. Yeah, you had a purpose in that position. I had a purpose in that position, yep. yes. And so it might not always be what what we want it to be right then and right. there, but maybe it's building you up to be something better building later. You up to be something better later. Something I've recently learned. Oh, so, so you know. <laughs> I do know. Yeah, you firsthand. Know. Um, go my, ahead. My uh, last year, the second year was the roughest. Um, there was a, so many different things that um, came last year um, within. The student body that was difficult, the teaching staff that was difficult, but mainly that the government just continued to shuffle um, in our direction. And these were things that, as talking to the former principal, he said he hadn't done before. And I had jumped in it. And I, this I is all really new ground. Out. This is yeah. all new ground. Yeah. And um, I had actually, at the beginning of the school year, probably just four weeks in, resigned and said, you know, I'm going to stay for the whole school year because I won't, don't want to do that for you. It's, you know, it's already had been hard to find mm -hmm. educators, let alone principals. Yeah. So I'm not going to do that to you guys. I'm going to stay. But this is how God works. <laughs> I had given that resignation to end it at the end of that school year. And I'm a part of a uh, administrators group on Facebook. There was a man who's a principal in Georgia who saw that Christian man, also associate pastor of his church. Mm -hmm. And so he sent me a message say, Hey, um, I just want to be there for you, whether it's just to get you through this school year, or if it's to help you want to continue in this role. And he took it upon himself to mentor me. And he would, um, for the first few months, text me, um, set up video conferences, um, do check-ins with me mm. by the end of the week. 
and pray with me. And by the time in the last school year had happened, I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm keeping this position. Just how God does that and just works in those mysterious ways. Well, it kind of goes back people. to community too. Yes. And, you know, now you're in a new position, new role. Yes. And you needed to find your community in that role and in, in that position right. of other people that are like-minded or some, you know, same job. And they can be like, hey, you know, why you think this is a bad day and it right. might be for you, this right. is pretty normal. So, you know, yes. we've, we've dealt with this before. Let us help you get through it. Amen. Yeah. That takes courage to be proactive for that guy like to – Step yeah. out and say, hey, man, I'm going to come alongside you. Right. I know you through social media. <laughs> right. Um, but really what that does, I mean, that keeps you in the fight. Right? I mean, that's yes. like you're still ministering to kids yes. now, making yes. a difference. And that guy's a guy, your water boy. Yeah. I like that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. No, Don't tell him I said that. <laughs> I, I am definitely not going to tell him to watch this podcast. Yeah. Like, you can't watch this. Yeah. Um, no, he, he – uh, I, I hardly even knew him on social media, Archie. Mm-hmm. He uh, had liked a couple of my things. I yeah. had posted there in that group before. I remember just seeing those likes. Um, but I thought it was outstanding that he would also um, be so courageous to yeah. reach out to me like that. It takes and, a lot for a guy to get out of his own yeah, way. I mean, just to even shoot a message and say, hey, yeah. I, I see you struggling. I, maybe I've also right. been here or right. I could also help. But, I mean, that takes a lot for a guy and just he, to even do that. And he did share his stories, and he shared how he ha- had actually left the uh, position as principal at mm-hmm. another school um, for about five years. Okay. And then got led back in it, and that um, if he would have had someone do the same thing to him that he was doing to me, he yeah. probably would have stuck with it. Okay. So that brotherhood right there. Yeah. Um, Maybe living with a little bit of regret and, you know, how can I fix this for him so he doesn't live with regret? Yes, yes. That's a true brother right there. Trying to help pull his brother up or keep his brother from going down. And so I appreciated that. That's awesome. So how did you get to the place of being a principal? Like from the five years old, you knew you wanted to be in education. What did that process? So that was, again, there's, I don't think there's hardly anything about my life (laughs) and the way that God has taken me on my journey that has been traditional. Um, when, when I knew at that young age that I wanted to do that, um, I wasn't in school yet. Um, my sister had been, and so she would come home with her papers and we had this broke dresser. Um, my brother and I, we shared the same room and this broke dresser didn't really use for clothes anymore. I didn't want to get rid of it because I was able to take the faces off of those dressers and I put those on the floor and I used those as my desk <laughs> and I would take my sister's papers and I'd lay it on there and I would play school. Um, though I didn't really know what school was like, I would beat the mess out of those kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'd beat the mess out of them. They got out of their seat when they were supposed to, man, I had took one of those and I used that as a paddle and I would beat them on that band <laughs> like that. Um, but I had liked school young. I yeah. struggled. Um, I struggled with learning. I struggled with speech um, I remember going to speech class in first grade in particular and trying to say certain words correctly. Um, elementary, I was struggling a lot with my confidence. And I remember the teacher saying um, to my parents at parent-teacher conference, well, Darnell's always going to be a CD student. He's never going to be more than that. And I just listened to that and listened to that. By the time then um, I was in high school, I started my first two years at a, a, sco- a closed Christian school now, but it's called Faithway, and I was there for my 
freshman and sophomore year before I heard about Baptist Academy. Now, of course, um, Christian. Uh, Christian, what is it? Central, Central Christian. Christian. Yes, Central yep. Christian. Yeah. And so I was so excited when I found out Central Christian had cadet teaching. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, they have cadet teaching. Yes, yes, yes. I was so excited. And I got here, and I, I was actually in this building for that cadet teaching class hmm, okay. with kindergarten. And Miss um, Norman was her name. Miss Norman. She actually let me be with her kids to do the reading stuff with them while she went to um, the kitchen and helped get things set up. So... I knew that I wanted to still be an educator and that was helping me be even more fulfilled. But once I graduated here um, from Central Christian Baptist Academy, I, my journey was one of confusion. I had gotten accepted at several different places, Tennessee Temple in Tennessee, which I think they're closed now. Um, Marion College, uh, IUPUI. And I just continue to turn them down because I would look at the courses and I knew how I struggled with the math classes here. And Mm -hmm. I knew how, um, while my friends were in algebra and geometry and things like that, Coach Milligan was teaching me by himself um, consumer math, (laughs) (laughs) which, (coughs) excuse me, had to take the place I love consumer math. Now we all have COVID again. Yeah. So, so I'm so sorry I'm passing that COVID. <laughs> no, it took the place of what I was supposed to do. And so my confidence level yeah. is what kept me then from going to those. So um, it took me several years before I really gave school a try. Um, and so fast forward many years later, I did not actually get my first degree until 2010. Maybe. 2010 and remember I graduated in 1993 yeah and then I went and got a second one that I completed in 2012 and then I finished a master's in 2015 nice and all of those I I was trying to prove to myself Mm -hmm. that I can get through it and and I did with lots of prayers especially for math Mm -hmm. And I actually had to take the college math three different times before I could finally pass it. Yeah. Just because that's how bad I was at math. That's some resiliency, man. Yeah. Stay after it. Like, I, Can you say that to me again, please? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it was a journey. But um, I, was, I was so proud of myself finally that I had gotten through that. And I just hated I, I kept beating myself up. Yeah. And it took me all those years to do that. In the meantime... I was already teaching at Trinity Christian School, and that just kind of happened accidentally where um, I had been in Wayne Township, and I was an assistant teacher there for three years, and I loved it. And like, you know, I'm, I wanted to try it out and see if a Christian school would just go ahead and take me. And so I applied at several, including here, and um, the principal at that time at Trinity, she had called me a couple times, and I'm like, well, once she finds out that I'm still not finished with college, she's going to say no. And she said there was just something about the resume that just made her want to talk to me. So she said, just come and talk to me anyway. So I did, and 
Um, you know, I started off with gym classes. Yep. <laughs> and then as I continued more college and getting things completed. Then I you went to math. To <laughs> I taught math maybe one year. Yeah. And I kept telling them um, when the kids would come up to me and say, Mr. Mr. can you help me with this? And I, I'd tell them, I can help you. I can help you fail. <laughs> I can help you fail. It's like these notes I have here. It's like that's from somebody else that works here, who's giving this. So I'm going up there. I'm reading what she's giving me yeah. to help you guys. So after that, you guys gotta go to her because I'm gonna help you fail. That's it. <laughs> so that's how we made this journey. I was assistant principal then for many years um, before becoming principal. Nice. Yeah. Where are you assistant pastor at? Um, it is the actual church of that school. Oh, okay, cool. Which I didn't start there either. You know, I, I grew up Baptist and, um, that's all I had really known. And that school is actually part of church of God Pentecostal. So, um, I was still going to a Baptist church when I first started working there. Um, and then maybe in 2003 or so, I, uh, filled in for the youth pastor there. Um, then they lost that youth pastor. And so I was actually doing youth leader stuff at my church at that time. And then on Thursdays, I would go to their church okay. and do that for helping them yeah. out. Um, the pastor had asked me after about a year if I would just come on board. I said, no. And I really liked my church a whole lot. Mm -hmm. And so another year passed and he said, please. <laughs> and so I talked to my pastor. He gave me his blessing. And um, about a year after that, uh, my new pastor had asked me if I would be the associate pastor too. I'm like, okay. I go, this is really cool. Yeah. I knew at probably age 15 that I wanted to get into ministry. Yeah. But it wasn't my first love um, in that sense of being a minister uh, or a pastor um, type thing. But um, I've watched God um, transform the way that I think about that. And I, you know, I don't ever want to be the RT pastor. Where I'm the lead. I get it, yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to be the RT pastor. Oh, man, no, no, no. The RT pastor is awesome. I don't want to be a pastor that's a lead pastor like RT. Um, I've had to do it a couple times interimly over the last couple of years because we had gone through a couple of pastors. And it was really hard doing that and being principal at the same time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I am a, you know, like with a basketball team, you have role players. Mm -hmm. And those role players are extremely important and have to do their part for that team. Right. Um, my position as associate pastor is that, to be that, to be the Aaron to the Moses, mm -hmm. um, to be um, the Jonathan to the David or whatever, to, to really be there to uplift my lead pastor, to help him, to step in. But at the same time, I've been that constant face that my church has seen yeah. um, as we've gone through a few different pastors over these years um, that's helped be the glue for there yeah and so I, I like what i do as that role player pastor and to step in and be the caretaker pastor when that has been necessary and to um be more of what i see for me where i feel like guys put me in as i'm the pastor for those who don't go to church there are a lot of people that i know we all know yeah and they don't go to church and so these are the people who contact me and of course i'm always trying to tell them like look you don't have to go to my church mm -hmm. right go to someone's just church. go like, to a church some of these questions that you're yeah. asking yep. me some of these things you would learn it if yeah. you actually went. yeah these will come up on a regular yeah, basis right, right. Yeah. and so some still just won't do it and so 
Um, I'm called lots of times for prayers. I'm called for hospital visits for these who won't go to the church. And say, oh, I don't trust the church. Like, tell me why you don't trust the church. Because <laughs> <laughs> that big screen TV in your house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know yes. who paid for that. <laughs> oh, just craziness with that. But anyway. Isn't it? It's crazy. It is crazy, yeah. the judgment that comes with that. Oh, yeah. And um, not thinking that the the man of God, um, the woman of God, whoever deserves to also live a good life. Yeah. Right. Um, yes, we do have those out there who we can obviously see are taking advantage right. of people. Yeah. Right. Um, but, but we don't have a private jet yet. We don't have <laughs> no. one or two private yeah. jets. I know one of them has, I think, two of them. Um, and I definitely don't plan on having something like that. And just to say this, um, my oldest son had come by the other day and um, was talking to me about certain things. And, and he was just wanted to know how is it that when he sees me all the time um, that I'm smiling, even if I'm working with some difficult things going on. I was like, because they're things. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. why. Like, what's important to me are the relationships that I have in my life. Yep. And um, being able to know that I'm fulfilling my purpose. He says, well, I don't know my purpose. Like, everyone has one main purpose, and it's to love. It's like, then you have all those others that follow right behind those purposes, that purpose of love, yep. that are many other purposes. Yeah. But we've got to love first. And if you love, Love will take your mind off of you really, really quick yep. because yeah. then you see all those others around you who have needs and then you want to step in and meet those needs. Yep. Yeah. How many kids do you have? Um, four. Okay. So the two oldest um, were not officially adopted ever, but okay. they were all four of my kids were students at the school. Okay. So the first two I never had officially adopted, but they were raised in my house. Yeah. Um, and then the last two, I did adopt them, made it totally legal after that's what they really wanted. Yeah. And um, I made sure that's really what they wanted. Um, and I love them. I love yeah. every single one of them. And like I say, nothing's traditional. Um, I had said when I was younger that I was going to get married mm -hmm. and that me and my wife were going to have three natural kids. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to adopt one. Yeah. And said, I get four that are not my DNA nor my color. They're white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're white my yep. four sons are white and um it does not bother them one bit they love it and they've always liked to brag about me to their friends or introduced yeah. it's like you know my dad's black that's my dad right there um yeah. i was picking up um the latest one that i had adopted from work the other night and some of his friends were outside with him when i was mm -hmm. doing that and he's saying, hey, Dad, and they're just looking at it because they see my color. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's like, no, that really is my dad. And they just kept looking at him. And they're yeah. like, what did we miss? Yeah. How are you so white? Yeah. And Why do you have red hair? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah. Um, but even with that, you know. That's really cool, though. It's not the traditional, you know. It's, it's not traditional. Yeah. yeah. All single, it's been right? traditional. And I'm single. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. And even with the whole singleness. That's um, what you should tell everyone. We just don't know who the mom is. <laughs> we don't know who the mom is. We're going to have to go on Maury Povich. Maury, can you help us figure out who the mama is? Who is baby mama? Um, I, I was at uh, a barber the other day taking my son there. And uh, barber, he's known me since he was a kid. And he was just saying, you know what? Now I understand you. 
um, and you're not being married. So he says, I've gone through these relationships and they just wear me out. I understand. It's like, it's not because of relationships necessarily <laughs> wore me out, man. It's like, it's just that God just has had a different path for me. Yeah. And so I've started to see it. Lord, am I Paul? <laughs> am I Paul that um, I'm so tied into the um, different aspects of ministry, the educational side, um, the uh, church side, yeah. that it makes it really, really, really hard to date. Well, and you're also raising four white kids. And yes, yes, <laughs> it makes it hard. And, you know, the first two in particular, they didn't want anyone else around. Yeah. Um, and so I had to really give yeah. them my undivided attention awesome. um, because of that. And, you know, now um, I'm like, well, Lord, if it happens, it happens. Yeah. I'm no longer thinking that that makes me more of a man. Yeah. Well, let's, can we talk about that just yes. for a minute? Yes. So, because I don't, I don't think the church does a good job and I'm talking big church here mm -hmm. at telling men that they should consider being single. Right. We know what scripture says, be fruitful, multiply. Right. And so the message that I usually hear to guys is you need to find a wife. If you're a good Christian, you need to have a bunch of kids. Right. If you're able to and, and multiply. Right. Yet Paul says in first Corinthians seven, like he who refrains from marriage will do even better. Well, that's it's true. He, I mean, he's talking there, right? That's so he, true. Nothing gets marriage, but Paul's 